Frustrated with toxic people, they can't see how much they hurt me. I just want this chaos to cease. Here's your host, Dr. Shayla, my source for how to live a life of peace. Find peace in the midst of toxic negativity. Welcome to the Toxic People Detox, a practical guide for finding peace in the midst of toxic people. It's not about changing toxic people, but changing how you respond to them and doing so in a productive, healthy way. This is episode four, the fear of success and how to overcome it. If there's one thing you can count on with toxic people is that they fear your success. What happens when you fear your own success? Why would you fear your own success? And how can you overcome it? In today's episode, I'll cover a lesson from one of my favorite movies of all time, four reasons why we fear success, and four solutions to those fears. One of my favorite movies is The Wizard of Oz, the one that came out in 1939. When you compare that movie with a lot of movies that have come out in the past, say, 25 years, The Wizard of Oz has held up exceptionally well. I remember a movie that came out in 1996. It's called Dragonheart. It's about a dragon that's voiced by Sean Connery, Mr. James Bond himself. You go back and look at that movie now and you realize, wow, this thing is not aging very well, especially compared to The Wizard of Oz, which still looks great, especially now that it's come out in HDTV. My favorite character in The Wizard of Oz is Glinda the Good Witch. When I was a kid, there was something about Glinda. She was only on screen twice, but she stood out to me. Why? Because she flat out lies to Dorothy. And yet she's the good witch? Say whatever you want about the wicked witch. She didn't hide the fact that she wants you dead. Glinda tells Dorothy to go see the Wizard of Oz and that he might be able to help her get back to Kansas. Doesn't Glinda know that the Wizard of Oz is a fraud? How could she not know that? Of course she knows. She knows the Wizard is a fraud. And then toward the end of the movie, Glinda even says, Dorothy, you had the power to get yourself home all along. To which the Scarecrow asks, why didn't you tell her that in the beginning? I love her answer. Glinda said, if I had told Dorothy the truth, she wouldn't have believed me. Glinda deliberately misled Dorothy because she knew that Dorothy wasn't ready to hear the truth. To really bring this point home, if you had told me, say, back in 2005, that I would be a college professor, I would have said, no way. There's no way in this life or the next that I would ever want to be a college professor especially at the university where I graduated from, where I got my bachelor's from. I said, I would never set foot on that campus again, let alone teach there. But yet at the time of this recording, here I am teaching and actually enjoying it. One of the highest paid speakers in the world is Tony Robbins. If he's not the highest paid speaker, he's definitely in the top 10. If you look at Tony Robbins, listen to how he describes himself at a time where it was a very low point in his life when he was living in a 400 square foot apartment and he washed his dishes in the bathtub. If you had told him, hey, you're going to be one of the highest paid speakers in the world, he probably wouldn't have believed you. When you tell people that they have the potential for greatness, they probably won't believe you because it's hard to see beyond our circumstances. Getting back to the Wizard of Oz, Glinda had to let things play out on their own. If you really look at what's going on, technically Glinda isn't lying, even though she knows the wizard is a fraud. She says he might know how to get you home. She never actually said he would though. 
She said he might. When they actually went to see the wizard, the wizard tells them to go on this ridiculous quest to get the Wicked Witch's broomstick, a quest that almost got them all killed. But somehow in the process, Dorothy found the inner resolve, she began to understand herself, she began to gain insight into her situation and to believe. When Glinda finally comes at the end and says, Dorothy, you could have gotten yourself home this whole time, Dorothy is more receptive to the truth, whereas at the beginning, she probably would have rejected it. Just like at one time I rejected, there's no way I'm going to be a college professor. But my journey led me to that place where I was finally able to say, I think I could do this. It took a couple of years for me to get to that place. Many times in life we want to be successful, but somewhere in our heart of hearts, we don't really believe we can be. It's like in that poem by T.S. Eliot, which says, between the idea and the reality, between the motion and the act, falls the shadow. Somewhere between what goes on inside our heads and our actions, there's this gray area. There's this cognitive dissonance, as we call it. We say we want success, but we continuously thwart our own efforts. We put obstacles in our own path. I remember the first time I heard the phrase, getting out of your own way. I was working at a lab and there was this person. It was so obvious that she was throwing obstacles in our path. When we reached out to help her and said, hey, I'll help you with your experiment. She says, okay, let's meet at such and such a time. Well, when we're about to meet at such and such a time, guess what? She said, oh, you know what? Something came up. I need to go talk to my mother. I need to go talk to my boyfriend. I need to go talk to this person, that person. All this stuff came up right when we were about to help her. We finally said, okay, fine, we get it. You're on your own. One of my coworkers told me, you know what? If she ever got out of her own way, she would be a force to reckon with. That was the first time I had ever heard that phrase to get out of your own way. But I know that is very appropriate. We're in our own way. We can understand the fear of failure. That makes sense to us. We fear failure. We live in a society that teaches us that failure is a bad thing. In some cases, that's true. Let's say if you're on an operating table, you don't want the surgeon to fail. You really, really don't want your surgeon to fail. But generally speaking, in non-life-threatening situations, failure is a learning opportunity. There's a reason why public speaking is the number one fear. It eclipses the fear of death. Because it's bad enough to make a mistake, but oh my gosh, to do it in front of a captive audience? No, no, no. But the fear of success is almost like the opposite of the fear of failure. They're the opposite sides of the same coin. But yet the fear of success is just as potent but far more subtle, and for that reason, more insidious than the fear of failure. Most of us can't fathom that we would fear our own success, and so we ignore the concept, not realizing that the fear of success might be the root cause of our failures. A classic symptom that we fear success is self-sabotage. Yes, it can also be the same symptom for the fear of failure. That being said, why do we fear our own success? How is it that when most people tell us you have the power to do X, Y, and Z, we don't believe it. We have to go through trials and tribulations because usually that's how it works, before we realize, yes, I could really do this. So here are four reasons why we fear our success. Number one, we fear that success will take us out of our own peer groups. We have a group of people that we've gotten used to, but if we become successful, somehow our success is going to get us to disassociate with them which has an element of truth to it because it depends on who you're hanging out with. 
if you're hanging around people who don't want anything for themselves or who are just sitting around doing nothing and you become successful, yes, you're most likely going to end up clashing with these people. Number two, another reason why we fear our success, similar to number one, is because we fear that it might put us out of touch with our own family members. It's one thing to get out of touch with friends, but what about family? You can choose your friends, but not your family, right? In fact, I see it in a few of my students and it's so sad. I know one particular student where a parent says, what, you think you're better than us just because you're in college and we're not? Some of these students are first generation college students. Their parents or no one before them ever went to college. And so some, not all parents, harbor this jealousy and animosity that pull their children down. So some of my students don't want to succeed because they're afraid of becoming disassociated with their family. Understandable, but also sad. Family members may also be afraid that you will fail. Some don't want to see you fail, but at the heart of that mentality can be selfishness as strange as that may sound. What's wrong with not wanting you to fail? Well, nothing in and of itself. The problem comes when the family member hinders the other person's progress and denies other the learning experiences that come with failure just because they themselves can't handle failure. Basically, they're saying that they can't handle it, so they don't want you to handle it. Again, I see this with some parents of my students. Number three, another reason we fear our success is because we're afraid of the responsibility we know is going to come as a result of being successful. Yes, with more success, you have more responsibility. Whereas if you're just a dot on the wall, no one has expectations of you. That's another thing. If people have expectations of you, guess what? There's the opportunity to what? Fail. The greater your success, the more people expect out of you. And then if you fail, you may fear, oh man, I disappointed people. The more successful I become, the more chances there is for me to fail. Welcome to reality. That's why I say the fear of success and the fear of failure are pretty much the opposite sides of the same coin. When you have one, the other is not far behind. Number four, another reason we may fear success is because we think that once we reach the goal or once we accomplish our tasks, we feel empty inside. Some astronauts, once they go up in space and then they come back home, are depressed. They have to continuously be active, doing something, pursuing some passion, because once you, I say this metaphorically, of course, touch the stars, where can you go? You've seen the earth, you had a front row seat to the universe, you come back to earth, what is there to do? So here are some solutions. Going back to number one, we fear that success will take us out of our own peer groups. When it comes to friends, if your success takes you out of your peer group, trust me when I say you will find more friends. It really is that simple. That's not to say that people you were hanging out with aren't worth anything. I'm not saying that, but I am saying that there are people who will appreciate what you're doing. There are people who will encourage you. They have the mindset that there's enough for everybody. You're successful. Great. I'm successful. You cheer for me. You're successful. I cheer for you. Let's help each other out. Number two, we fear it might put us out of touch with our family members. When it comes to family members, that one's a little tricky because they're your family members. Now, going back to my students, when I deal with them, I don't counsel them per se because I'm not a counselor. That's not what I do, but I do direct them to the counseling center. 
And one thing I tell them is, look, your parents can do a lot of things for you, but they cannot breathe for you. Understand this is your path and these are your decisions. It's a tough call and there are no easy answers for this. When I taught therapeutic writing, one of the people I worked with had issues with their mother. I said, you have to remember people are the way they are. Sometimes people are projecting their insecurities onto you. That doesn't make them bad people. It's just because they weren't successful, they're afraid of the very thing that you're afraid of. They're afraid that the success will take you away from them. I tell my students, did you ever consider that maybe your parents are afraid that you will leave them behind? They looked at me and said, I never would have thought of that. And I said, that's true. Most people wouldn't. Now, is that the case here? It may be. I don't know. That's why I always recommend to go talk to a professional here so you can delve more into this. You have to understand that sometimes people are doing the best they can with what they know or what they have. They know what they know. They don't know what they don't know. They're saying what they're saying and they probably don't even realize how much it's hurting you. But you have to have the mental fortitude to understand that this is where they're coming from. Don't be angry. I know, easier said than done. And I've dealt with people like that. I've learned to stop being angry with them and I learned to understand that there may just be a lack mentality there. They may be afraid of you leaving them. They may even be afraid that your success will make them look inferior by comparison. Consider the other person's point of view. You don't have to agree. Let me stress that you do not have to agree with their behavior, but when you understand it, it frees you from that anger. It frees you from the frustration and the fear of success. Number three, we're afraid of the responsibility we know is going to come as a result of our success. The solution is to form a team. You form a team of people, not necessarily cheerleaders, not people who are going to stroke your ego and say, oh, what a good job. You can do no wrong. No. Find people who will tell you the truth, but at the same time, who are not threatened by your success. If you feel overwhelmed by their responsibility, they, as the objective party, can guide you through the rough patches. How can you tell who these people are? Listen to how they talk about themselves and how they talk about you. Do they consistently put you down when you are successful? Are they passive aggressive and give these backhanded compliments? Yes, you're successful, but I don't know how long that's going to last. Ha ha. Maybe if you lose some weight, you'll be more successful. Ha ha. No, that's not what I'm talking about. With one hand, they reach out to shake yours, but with the other hand, they slap you. You want people who aren't afraid of showing you some tough love, but watch out for the backhanded compliments of people who cannot say something positive without saying something negative to offset it. Number four. We may fear success because we think that once we reach the goal or once we accomplish our tasks, we'll feel empty inside. Here's the solution to this. If you think there's nothing beyond the goal, have some mini goals. How about if you say, I want to lose 30 pounds? After you lose 30 pounds, how about a little challenge? Let's say I can finish a 5K or how about I can do 10 push-ups or maybe 20 push-ups without stopping. Whatever it is, it's about mini goals. It's the journey. Because as long as you're breathing, the story isn't over. This is cliche, (laughs) but cliches have their grounding in truth. Let me wrap up this episode. Regardless of how people respond to you or how you think they're responding to you, you are responsible for your decisions. You are responsible for your success. Yes, there are people who will try to thwart you. 
They are working in their own like mentality. But when you sabotage yourself, that's a whole nother game. When I was working on the toxic people detox website, I said, I will launch this site. Once I lose 30 pounds, I would lose the first five pounds. And guess what? I gained it all back. And then some, and I kept sabotaging myself because I put a condition on my future success. I would say, as soon as I lose some weight, I would blink. But somewhere in the back of my mind, I put up a barrier. I put a condition. I said, if I met this condition, then I would go through with the thing. One thing you need to do is take the conditions away and just start where you are. There are things called small beginnings. You have to start where you are, but keep that end goal in mind and make some mini goals. Now in the movies, we may scoff at characters like Glinda the Good Witch for withholding information from our protagonist. But remember, one of the reasons why these characters work so well is because they mimic human nature. This is how we are. Sometimes we don't like to be told about our success ahead of time. We have to go through the process. My challenge to you is to think about something you're afraid of right now. That if someone told you, you would be a successful insert wife, husband, doctor, lawyer, college professor, plumber, entrepreneur, and you scoff at that, write it down. Keep that in the back of your mind because maybe somewhere down the line, you may find that the very thing you think you can't do, you might end up doing. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Subscribe, rate and review. I would be most grateful. Until next time, I wish you peace in the midst of toxic people. Take care. Go to the toxic people detox.com. Find peace in the midst of toxic negativity.